The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Let me tell you what who deserves a shot in the United States. Look here, I'm the champion. I ought to know. You know, I've been sizing up guys since I came to the WCW. And I think the one guy that stands out the most, the guy that I think has earned a title shot, El Dandy, I think you're a heck of a wrestler. You're a great technician in the ring, and you're a jam-up guy. Whoa. I don't see any Whoa. reason. Wait a minute. El Dandy has been wrestling in, in, in the cruiserweight division here. Please. He's a great wrestler. He's a great wrestler, but thank goodness sakes, he's 50 pounds. Who are you to, to, to doubt El Dandy? This guy's a serious professional. Well, let's talk about some serious how about Let's get to psychosis, psychosis, whatever. He's a great wrestler, you know. Hello, and welcome to the Rawcast. I'm your host, Don DeLorente, and I'm joined by my co host, Mr. Mo to the underscore Reese. What's going on, Mo? Hey, what's going on, listeners? Um, I, too, am about to challenge um, Seth Rollins for the New World Heavyweight Championship belt. <laughs> it's the workhorse title, dog. It's an open challenge. Yeah, so I'm about to, I'm about to put it in my bed, too. <laughs> <laughs> they about to treat the World Heavyweight Championship like the United States title when John Cena had it. Just anybody from everywhere is just going to get a shot. You get a shot. You get a shot. Yeah. Even people from NXT wanting a shot. So, you know... Hey, but here's the thing. Here's the thing about that. That's like you said. They happened because what happened when um, Kevin Owens came up to the main roster. Mm-hmm. Um, came up to the main roster that day, and he challenged um, John Cena. Mm-hmm. Hey, he did that. Yeah, man. He ain't never looked back. That's what we did. We, we look, look, look. We knew, look when he got signed. When Kevin Owens got signed. To the WWE, you know, the ACL said, Oh, he's not gonna be there for long. Yeah, they, they fast. <laughs> I was like, through I'm like, Sammy Zayn been there. I'm out. Like, that's how I said. Sammy Zayn been there for a while. Yeah, I get it. But Kevin Owens, no, <laughs> they gonna find a way to get him where they roster ASAP. <laughs> yeah, he went through NXT real fast. Yes, but that was to me, that's kind of. That's when we. That's when I started watching it. So maybe I've been watching it for maybe about two or three weeks before that pay per view, that arrival or whatever it was called, when uh, Kevin Owens came and Sami Zayn won finally, and then his best friend comes, congratulates him, and then power bombs him on the got dog on mat, and then oh, it was on the ring on the um, ring on the apron. Yeah, yeah. As soon as we we, we, he's debut, I was like. He came out and said, oh, he about to turn heel, and what do you know? <laughs> yeah, and from that point on to me, that was the spark to everything that was NXT. Yeah. That's like becoming the big time, like, this shit is better than Raw, SmackDown, and whatever else they put. The only thing that's better than this to me is New Japan. That's how I felt about fucking NXT. Black and go. At that, and that, was, that was the that was just it. And when that happened, it was just like, oh, we cooking with we cooking with grease, fire. Yeah, we got it. Everything. Burning. We got it burning. They like, read, we got they it burning to the point that hey, somebody else thinks they can start a whole another promotion. 
uh, right. using guys like this because we got this shit going so good. But you know what it really was, though? It was the guys. But what we're finding out on the new version of WWE main roster is Triple H's vision, dude. Triple H is really good at this shit. His version of wrestling is really good. It's old school enough with enough modernization to where it's a pretty good blend. It's not always perfect. But no, it always, it's not always be perfect, but, but it's, I, just love, I just love what it just does. And it's just like, you know, you want it to be left alone, but you know, Vince is like that person. You just like want him to go away. Yeah. But, yeah, he just can't be in charge of the shit and let somebody else have control over it. Like, man, just at this point, you're 80 years old, just collect your cash. You ain't got to worry about the stress and all that, man. You you, you just, you know. I mean, just just, just watch it, you know. Yeah, you, you can criticize and have critiques about it, but damn, let your son-in-law run, this, run it how he sees fit. Right. Right. But we'll get into all of that. But before we do, just want to give a shout out to our Rawcast correspondent, Mr. Samuel Kalunga and uh, Mrs. Samuel Kalunga, Mama Sam. Uh, she Mama has Sam. surgery this week, so she's resting and recovering. So hopefully we'll yeah, I saw his update. I saw his update today, so shout out to Sam. Yeah, so hopefully we'll uh, hear from him next week and he'll be back in the normal spot of giving you this Rawcast review. But until then... <laughs> I'm gonna step up and give you the duties. So, uh, sing my song for me, Mo. Whoa. I'm gonna say, you mean B Body doing that again this week? No. <laughs> no. Seth Rollins, the world heavyweight champion. This last week, he came through the crowd to start the show. This week, he's standing in the ring. With the lights out in the crowd, but just a spotlight on him and everybody's singing his song. So they're serenading him. And that's when he says that the last time that the, the world championship or any championship for the heavyweight division was um, defended on Raw, it had been like two years or something. So he was going to change yeah, that. Yeah, and so tonight he had a match. At first he said the open challenge, but then it was like they already had it. Set no, he put, no, he put the open challenge out over the weekend. Okay, and Priest came and said, "Yeah, he, he, he won the match." Okay, yeah. So Damian Priest and Finn come out. They interrupt Seth, and uh, that's when Priest says, "Yeah, they got that title match later." Uh, Seth obviously has some respect for Damian Priest, but he ke- but he keeps on clowning Finn and makes Priest agree to leave the rest of the Judgment Day in the back during their match. Um, yeah, so he was he was going hard after Finn, talking about like, he was. hey, Damian Priest, if you beat me uh, tonight, no matter what, my title reign may be short, but it'll still be longer than his was, talking about Finn as Universal Champion and shit. So he's like, bad things happen. Leave him in the back, because bad things happen when he's around me. But he didn't point out the fact that he was the responsible, the reason why that that title ring was short. <laughs> I mean, come on, now, let's keep it real. <laughs> right. Damn it, Atlanta. You weren't supposed to score again. Shit. All right. Becky Lynch, she defeats Sonya Deville to qualify for the Money in the Bank ladder match with Trish and Zoe Stark watching from the ramp. 
Um, yeah, Chelsea agreed. So, Sonia Deville tried their best, but came up short. So you, so you think that Zoe Stark is one of these, one of the, you know, one of the, you know, the, the top tier women in the in the company. You know, kind of like how Trish was, Lita, uh, Becky, Sasha, Bailey. I've never seen it. I, I uh, think maybe working in the ring wise. I'm talking about like I'm talking about I'm talking about when, when it's all said and done. Like, will she be among those greats because she's running with Trish and oh you know, oh the nah. Oh yeah, think about when everybody when they came up when when everybody came up when the girls came up from NXT they were they had you know they had their um they were under the guise of someone you know to help them lead the way right right you know so. I don't think so because I don't think Zoe Stark has enough personality and I don't think she got enough promo. I think she's in the ring, you know, bell to bell. She's all right. But to be on that level like there, you got to have a little bit something else. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you got to have it all, actually. Yeah. A little something at all. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To be on that level you're talking about. I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so. Um, I think the people that have the that that potential you're talking about haven't got there yet. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't think those people have got there yet. Uh, Imperium pops up, sending Kevin Owens into another rant about how no one <laughs> said their name, no one played their music. Uh, Gunter comes in to say Owens is undisciplined. So Owens is sick and tired of this shit. He wants to go have a match with Gunther right now. So he storms to the ring. Um, we get a video package on Little Team Sunshine. Another video vignette like we got last week. Then we get our we head to the ring for our match where Gunther pins Kevin Owens with a roll up after Kevin Owens was distracted because uh, Kaiser tried to interfere and Owens gave him a stunner and then he got rolled up for the pin. Um, you know, you knew it was going to be a shenanigans with this one because they wasn't just going to have um, Gunther lose and then you wasn't going to have um, Owens just get beat like that either. So, Yeah, but they, at least they gave you like a pinfall and not like a rinky-dink ass disqualification or something. Right. And what this match was was pay-per-view quality on regular-ass TV, folks. If you didn't see this, um, go out of your way to find it and watch it. Because even with the distraction finish, uh, everything before that was awesome. They need to run this back for the belt at something big. SummerSlam, Survivor Series, something. Yeah. Yeah, because this was this was fantastic. It was solid. This was solid. And I remember when Gunther, he wasn't even trying to get come to the main roster, but you know, all that all that can change. Mm-hmm. That's what happens oh. when that when you get that American, when you get that new woman, and you need that main roster check. Right. You so you know what? <laughs> how you know how you know we consider that? Yes, we did. Uh, after the commercial break, Imperium interrupts Matt Riddle's interview. So Riddle takes Vinci down and uh, puts him in like an ankle lock before they can uh, they can pry him off of him. So 
Matt Riddle ain't joking and in, 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 uh, laughing too much these days after Riddle, I mean, after uh, last week when Gunter basically told you, like, uh, yeah, I hope you win so I can whoop your ass. I get joy off of it. Yeah, he owns some, some more other stuff now, but, you know, folks in our, um, in our faction, you know, s- still kind of miss Randy Orton, so <laughs> kind of wish it was Never mind. I ain't gonna say that. But um, no, I'm just saying it's just cool. I mean, Riddle. Uh, I don't know. I, I really don't care for him. You know, he's just there. Mm-hmm. You know, he's there. So I'm like, eh. You know, you already you kind of know what's going to happen when he comes around. I'm like, all right, he's coming out. He's making a save. Blah blah blah. Ronda Rousey, Shayna Baszler. They more competition. And Caden Carter and Katana Chance, aka Little Team Sunshine. So it's little team so it's Little Team Sunshine? Little Team Sunshine. Yeah. Still it's still Little Team Sunshine. It's always gonna be that. I keep saying Team Little Sunshine and I'm no, just like Little Team Sunshine, because they little first, then they a team, and then it's Casey and Casey, like the Sunshine band. Oh Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> you never knew that. You never knew that's where that came from. No, I just thought y'all. I thought you would send me, which is being random. No, that's not random. I thought you would send me was being random. No, there's there's I, always I, I send me. <laughs> there's always a method to this madness. Yeah. <laughs> but no, that's that's where it came from. Low team sunshine. Oh, okay. Because they were both KC, and I was like, I couldn't. Technically, they still are KC. Yeah, that's why they still little team sunshine. Okay. I love those two. But anyway, the the uh, they they want the title shots. Ronda Rousey and Shanna Baszler look at them and like, uh, you're so tiny, but okay. Yeah, sure, whatever. Come um, on, um, it's not so much the stupidity, it's more like ignorance. <laughs> um... I thought they was going to do Nope. Rock and Roll Express versus the Russians 1985. I think that was June or July 1985. I'll never forget it. Sitting there watching Saturday morning just like regular, supposed to be regular and it was special because it was like hey, you know, we're going to have a tag team title match between the Rock and Roll Express and the new tag team, the Rock and Roll Express and the Russians. And, it, you know, back then, even if it was a good match, it wasn't that quality of a match, right? And then it was only going to be for like, you know, six, seven minutes. But this shit went the whole freaking hour of TV on a Saturday afternoon. And at the end, the Rock and Roll Express won the match. And became the new tag team title champions the first day anybody ever seen them. Mm. Yep, and that's how they started in in the Carolinas, and it was on from there. Nope, but they didn't do that for y'all, huh? No, they didn't do it for us because Ronda and Shayna, they got the win over Little Team Sunshine. Unfortunately, well, you know what? You know what? You can you know what they always say. They always say, you know. You know, yeah, they got the win, but look at the quality of the match. Um, yeah, they got the win. Yeah, Caden and, and Little Team Sunshine, they got over. 
Yeah, they got um, the officials was happy with the match. Oh yeah, they got over. The people's was it was Hartford. They wasn't with too much, but they got with this. No, I mean, I mean, if I was watching, I was into it. And I was just like, yo, they really are giving the crowd. But yeah, they was doing they and the live crowd. I mean, we know how live crowds are. Yeah, they were and doing us watching, and we watching, and we watching this match. It's like, damn, like yo, this is actually a great match. You know. Yeah, they made Ronda and Shayna actually, you know, plausible. And they was like, wait a minute, they were like, we gotta break a sweat with these girls. <laughs> yeah, you know, and they're so small, it's a it's a it's the same thing they it's the same thing they used to use for the Rock and Roll Express. Hey, yes, they're much smaller than some of these guys that they're up against. And individually, right, it would be a mismatch. But as a collective, these guys are tag team specialists. You know, they have tandem moves. And, and as a team, you know, they're just as big as any of these other guys and as strong as these other guys, you know. And it's the same thing they kind of can use with these two. You know, individually, yeah, you know what I'm saying? They don't match up size-wise, stuff like that. But collectively, though, you know, they're, they're really good, so... Good for little Teen Sunshine on the debut. Mo, you was asking for him. You got him. And uh, hopefully we get to see a lot more of him. Uh, positive. They were they, they was saying how um, they might be taking... I mean, even though it's bullshit how it came to this, they took, it took Ronda and Shayna to say something because when last year when we mm. went to Ronda and Naomi, we you know, said, hey, we want, you know, we're fighting because this was still in charge. So... Vince was definitely in his, you know, setting his ways in regards to tag teams and everything. So that's probably the one that Triple H more so kind of gives the talent, you know, uh, you know, gives he he, he he came up within those those same, you know, the locker rooms and had to pay his dues and everything. And mm-hmm. he probably sees the vision, so probably said, okay, let me, you know, kind of just make this work. I think Triple H is definitely giving them an ear and giving them more leeway and, you know, making that shit work. But Vince, on the other hand, was definitely not letting that shit fly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bronson Reed, he gets clowned by Ricochet and Nakamura and Gorilla for getting beat last week and not qualifying for the Money in the Bank ladder match. Uh, we get a Johnny Gargano video package explaining his journey from getting a tryout at NXT to dominating NXT to now being on Raw. Uh, Brock- okay, so oh, yeah, okay. hold on. Okay, so it's just is it? I understand. I mean, Gargano is great. I, I, I'm a fan of Johnny Gargano. No, no question about it. It's just him up here on the main roster. I think the only way it would really, really work out for him if he turns heel, because the whole face thing, trying to be face and do the thing with the, it be, it worked, it definitely worked out at NXT. I would think it would be work up here too, because doing trying to be a face and everything, you know, it, he, he's see, a great wrestler. But that's the thing. And working you know, that's the thing. See, Johnny Gargano, he's a, for main roster, Everything he did, he would do on a PLE would be fantastic. 
But getting there would be hard because he doesn't have enough personality and enough mic skill charisma. Like all Johnny Gargano shit is usually funny, haha type of skitty type shit, right? That shit don't work on the main roster. You got to be able to do that shit out in front of the people in the ring. You know what I'm saying? Regardless of how bad that shit is, the verbiage. That's the shit that makes you what you are in WWE. The matches, people could care less about on the main roster. You know what I'm saying? People don't even remember matches. You know what I'm saying? They remember moments, but they don't remember matches. So, in the WWE... It's a little different than everywhere else. Yeah, as long as you can wrestle and don't hurt people and can work the camera and, you know, work within our styles and limits, the wrestling is pretty easy. The hard shit is saying this shit, making it be convincing, understanding which character is, how to portray them and get connected with the people and, and all that stuff. That's the WWE part. Whereas in- yeah, I'm just saying. Cause- oh, go ahead. I was just, and it was somebody. It was a um a post saying um triple triple H is trying to get Johnny Gargano over again. Yeah, well, and I'm like, he's gonna have to do because the way Johnny Gargano would get over is is he would just have to like a Iron Man match. Somehow, if he got put in an Iron Man match, and he, they did like they did with Seth, basically what started this run with Seth Rollins right here, that he's on right, right now, was he had that Iron Man match. And he went the whole Raw just about and lost. And everybody gave him a standing ovation and shit after the match. And then from then on, everybody's been back in love with Seth Rollins. Because he wrestled like- my because he wrestled like a baby face in that match. He did all because because you know he wasn't doing all his moves at first for a minute, but in that match he went back to doing all his moves and everybody cheered it. And then from then on, that's where he kind of started this run. Um, Bronson Reed, he got the last lap though because he wiped out Nakamura and Ricochet gave Ricochet the big tsunami Ricochet turned over and took it on his back I don't know what that was about but okay it seemed like that would hurt worse because at least when he's coming at you when you land on your back you can kind of raise up and catch him take some of that brunt right. but yeah he squashed him the people love the tsunami man yeah send me the opposite too oh shit Definitely, Bronson Reed. She was like, she was like, she was like, she was like, my dickums is on TV next. We the hater, but I'm winning. <laughs> uh, Maxine Dupree and Chad Gable aren't sure what to do about the Viking Raiders, but Otis seems to have a plan. Maxine is ready to train and says she has the perfect outfit in her locker. So, um, oh, he got Maxine ready to wrestle. Oh well. Time for Miz TV. We oh, just the guest. <laughs> Damn, he crushed that one. Uh, Miz sets up a surprise visit from Dom Dom and Rhea. Oh, that's Julio Rodriguez. No wonder that ball went real far. You know who that is for Seattle? Yeah, um, rookie of the year. Yeah, that dude is good. He just hit one a long way. Um, Dom talks trash. 
Cody saying he's a terrible father because he should be at home with his daughter. Instead, he's out here running these roads trying to fight Brock Lesnar. He says he's a deadbeat dad, just like Rey Mysterio. Cody says Dom spent 15 minutes in prison and somehow managed to get a worse prison tattoo than him. <laughs> then, Cody got a, then Cody says Dominic got a public spanking at WrestleMania. And, and um, so... Um, you know, Dominic and Rilo let they get ready to leave like they had enough, and Dominic double back and slaps Cody, and then hides behind Rio when Cody comes after him. So they jump out of the ring or whatever, and they're laughing at Cody. Dom uh, is calling them a deadbeat, and then uh, Miz is laughing at the whole situation when Cody turns around and Cody blasts him with the cast and knocks him out. Here's the Here's the thing that kind of got people, had people talking. Cody Rhodes' wife tweets, um, Papa won't hit mommy, but mommy will. And so I posted that in Julia Julep's Discord, and the Forever Young cast was not too pleased with that. <laughs> they like, they was like, no, they was like, they like, we're not here for her shenanigans. <laughs> They ain't got no love. They ain't got no love for um for um Brandy Scott yeah. King. Right. Anybody <laughs> <laughs> so, then on Twitter people was tweeting the whole um with the promo she did to Jade. <laughs> I said I said sure and then um, we had responded with uh, the DX little DX chop. I've heard on a DX chat. Hmm. Okay. No, that's that's going to be. <laughs> well, if you know, like Cody said, if Brock is in hibernation and basically it's you know two months until we see him again, or at least a month and a half. Yeah, if you want to have a clear heel babyface dynamic, is no better person than Dominic Mysterio to play the heel. Yeah. And that's clearly what Cody likes in his matches. So this is going to be a question. Who has who has to be a heat? Him or Don Callis? Dominic, because Dominic's is organic and Don Callis is them copying Dom. I was he copying Dom, but he They are copying. I mean because Don <laughs> Callis ain't do nothing that heinous to fucking make them like that. <laughs> That's kind of like the main difference. They ain't got like what they would say. Certain um, artists be having to be making faces, so they say this. They ain't got no song that has them acting like this. <laughs> <laughs> like that LeBron gift when he'd be listening to. I think that was Mask Off for the first time. He'd be making them faces. Yeah. Oh my God. The, <laughs> the fact that they tried to make try to say he was an A and R about he told the two chains or some yeah you dropped the album then two weeks later he go I don't know how many say he go four more tracks for you just for rocking with me I was like what <laughs> <laughs> no, but, um this segment I mean I actually like this segment because you know it gives Cody something to do in between um. Wait for um Brock to come make his um 
they say it essentially is book, but it won't happen to Summer Slam. So, mm-hmm. what do you think? Hell in a Cell, I quit. What's the what's the third? What, um, they say it might. They say it's not going to be um, Hell in a Cell. Okay, but um, and, and I think Cody wanted to do a dog collar match, but that got rejected. So he definitely was trying to take it old school with that one. Need to do a bunkhouse. But they, but they say they say it's gonna be something. It's gonna be it's gonna it's gonna be booked and something we haven't seen in a long time. So never know. To a bunk house, Cody come down there and is instead of his Homelander outfit and get his tall <laughs> cowboy boots and his jeans and t shirt and yeah, let's do it old school. You know, you know the I can't. I'm gonna watch it sometime either. Maybe Thursday afternoon or Friday. Dark Side of the Rings about Magnum TA tonight. Oh, yeah. See, I keep forgetting. I'm, I'm about to see if I can catch that. Yeah, man. Just so you can understand. If you have, if you don't know about Magnum TA, they definitely check that out. He is a, John, John's a Magnum TA fan, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, he is a freaking Haley's Comet in professional wrestling. He was only a professional wrestler for like seven years or something like that. But man, it was awesome. Especially when he was in here in the NWA. Ric Flair, he's the that like before they changed all the belts in um Crockett, NWA, whatever, when they still had the old NWA, the little belts. Uh the little world championship or whatever and the and the United States championship. Well they look I like a lot, I like, but the world championship was a little bit different. It had the globe on it or whatever, right? So Ric Flair is standing across from Magnum TA and they both have the belts. And he's like, he's like, you're a fine athlete, Magnum TA. He's like, but there's a reason why mine's is gold and yours is silver. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but you know, and then he's like, you know, you ride around. He's like, you're a champion. He was like, you're riding around on funky Harley Davidson and leather jackets. He was like, he was like, put on a suit and get a Mercedes Benz for God's sakes. You're a champion. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, Magnum TA was the man for kids my age growing up watching NWA on Saturdays and Sundays and the belly to belly suplex was the most devastating move besides the DDT you wanted to do to people I mean that's still a threat amongst some of my friends today man I should belly to belly your ass when people well, get don't, come back until, don't come back going to tell one <laughs> Because at midnight they 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 run uh, women of wrestling. Oh, on, yeah, on a. So but yeah, if you get a chance, folks, check it yeah. out. It's a it's a, a you'll see a really a phenom, um, a rise through the ranks of professional wrestling that was really fast, but also very tragic to end. Um, so, but the story is good because um, the devices that you have in your hand that you use every day, Magnum TA is actually a really big player in making that happen. Ooh. Yeah, he got in, after he got out of wrestling, he got into um, 
the satellite, the uh, the antenna business putting up uh, cell phone antennas. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, made a fortune. Because what he did was he got into putting them up, and then when they needed, they realized, oh, that's the way that we can make internet through these antennas. All the companies had to come to him and lease the antennas. So he makes money off of them. So like, you know, you see one cell phone antenna, but like all the companies have access to it. They don't go out and just build, oh, well, this is just a antenna for Verizon. Oh, and this one over here is just one for AT&T. The one that you see, everybody has access to it. So whoever is in charge of constructing it and owns it, they get paid off of the companies like that. It's a pretty cool model of business. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's what Magnum TA got into and made tons and tons of money doing that. Um, Paul Heyman, he invites us to hear Jay Uso's decision this week on SmackDown. He says this week, Jay Uso will choose to stand by his brother. Solo. Because he can share a wound with Jimmy. But he'll never be closer to him than he will be to his tribal chief. Roman Reigns. It's like Jimmy Uso will make this decision. Or else. Well, you know, you were right about last week. They got. Oh, they did the numbers. numbers. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, I don't know about this week if the numbers is going to be as big. It'd probably be a little fall off. But yeah. Like, yeah you, you knew last week was going to be a gigantic. Enormous number. And what do you think about the the gold Universal Championship? Oh yeah, um, Roman three belts. Roman three belts. Um, the figure they will get, they will bring him a new belt. Oh yeah, it's a it's a um a finals game on Friday. So yeah, definitely double one, double and it's at eight thirty. So oh, it's not on Saturday. It's on Friday. Oh, it's Friday. It's Friday. Wednesday, Friday, then Monday, then um, Thursday. They're gonna get they're gonna get crushed twice. Friday and Monday. Oh shit! Yep. Uh, So one events was there this week. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yeah, yeah, that was a the. But let's talk about this though, because I didn't have a SmackDown matters because Miss Jade is still out here um, being the universal champion of the world um, yeah let me talk to you I, mean, <laughs> I hate it had to be Montez but I'd like to see my man get a chance to really you know do some individual shining so I'll take it mm-hmm. and the people stay with it yep they with it Oh man, in this year they jump um, <laughs> Cedric and um, Shelton before the bell. They lay Cedric out, no match, and uh, they just look menacing in the ring with Jinder standing behind them. I say, I say, I say, I say, I say this seems racist before Juneteenth. You know what, man? Um, Juneteenth is actually a. a it's a very interesting federal holiday because think about all the years that it was like 
Man, it's a long time kind of between Memorial Day and July 4th. Uh-huh. You know saying? It's like, you know, usually about every 45 days or so, there's usually like some type of federal holiday where you get like a built-in just day off just because it's the holiday, right? Mm-hmm. But that kind of gets stretched out between July 4th and uh, Memorial Day, right? But now Juneteenth comes like right perfectly in the middle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. now the long stretch is from Labor Day to Thanksgiving. You know, people, everybody doesn't get President's Day and all that. No, for those. Uh, Wait a minute, hold up. You said from late, from from fourth from Labor Day to Thanksgiving. Yep. September, October, November. Oh yeah, that's like the first Monday in. September to the end of November. Oh, shit. Yeah. yeah, because you know everybody doesn't get like President's Day and Columbus Day and all those days and little random in the, in October that people get off. Or, mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, that's the long stretch now. But nonetheless, Seth Rollins he retains that World Heavyweight Title over Damian Priest via the Stomp. Uh, pretty good match. Damian Priest was keeping up with him, uh, but we teased some tension between Damian Priest and Finn because Finn did not adhere to the rules, and he did come out to ringside to try to interfere, uh, backfired, and that's what kind of led to Priest getting hit with the stomp. And then uh, Finn and Seth they had a stare down after the match, so it looks like they're teasing Seth and Finn real hard. Uh, coming into this, when I heard Vince McMahon was backstage, I, uh, you know, that, I think that's Doug Peterson, where they showed a gif of him, or the picture of him taking his headphones off, or they, where the guy's like listening to something awful and he just takes his headphones off in disgust. That's how right. I felt. That's what I thought the show was going to be for me when I heard Vince was going to be there. Oh, uh, it's like this is gonna suck, but no, this was actually pretty good. Didn't sit, didn't drag. Had a good pace. I liked it. Yeah, it's a good, good show for on Monday night. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't take my normal snooze and wake up at the end of the um. <laughs> <laughs> so that's good. That's good for me. That's always a positive. That's always a positive. I usually judge it how captivating it is if Miss Simi stayed with it to the end. Um, anything else you'd like to add before we uh, turn it over to you for your Mo Mosa News segment? Um, like we said, pretty, pretty um, solid episode. We got um, the debut of Caden Carter and Katana Chance, so that was good to see. Um, they got praise. Uh, David Priest continues to get praise for his work on the main roster as of late. So, you know, shout out to him. Um, I lose you? No. Oh, okay. 
okay. All right. No, I'm just saying, like, it was a, like I said, it was a good showing. And, um, yeah, you know, so, like, the whole threat with Vince being backstage kind of, like, didn't hamper and like people just like okay he's back but they say he'd be more of his like stuff remote now he doesn't do it like um he's not like backstage in gorilla no more yeah like his office set up but he he had like wwe executives with him and everything so yeah he was doing more of the i guess showing the showing the wares around or whatever you know yeah all right, Mo. At this point in time, man, it's time for the Mo Melson news segment. All right, so not nothing really going on. So, what's going to happen the rest of this week? No, but everything um, is about to break loose the rest of this week. You know what's going to happen. Um, Liv Morgan has a torn shoulder. Oh, she tore her uh, her labrum. Might, she might have. I think I remember from the from the I think they was they was recording some up up down down content, and I think either Kofi or Xavier Woods is getting ready. No, no, you laughing and you hit somebody in the shoulder. Mm-hmm. But he had this TX stop, and Bailey was like, "Don't hit her in the shoulder because you know um, she's injured and everything." So she, they was back there playing. They were playing. I forgot what they was playing, but they was trying to get her to challenge. Um, I think it was one of them Breeze. Or my one, one of them who was back there. Did but the Street Fighter come to... out yet? It's out. Yeah, it's out. I might have to download. I might have to buy that this weekend. I need a fighting game. Wait, hold on. Before you do out, okay, we'll talk about. Well, I mean, it's it's fine. It's just a lot of. You gotta do like the whole like create your avatar. Um, it's like three different modes you can play, and it's like depending on if you get the regular deluxe or the other the super version, you get a lot. You pay a lot more, but you get extra stuff with it. Right, right. Um, yeah, but it's fun, you know. It's fun. Okay, um, it's fun. I don't like how DJ sounds because I don't think that's how Jamaicans really sound, but they got him <laughs> sound real. But I like the story and everything, so I might play a little bit more for what we got to get off of here with you. Um, yeah, speaking of like, download it when I get off of here with you. Speaking of, um, so WWE and Twitch had a deal. Um, you know, WWE, I, I mentioned that last week, but the deal is definitely, you know, I guess it's to give, you know, more content to like the superstars and everything. Mm-hmm. But I think it's funny that, you know, all of a sudden that they they, they, they gave them this, this Twitch deal. They made a deal with Twitch so, you know, they can get a cut. Mm-hmm. And they're supposed to be having something like a Manning cast for Raw and stuff. Yeah, like, yeah guess, like, they got the Raw, um, this is some kind of Raw side cast. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what, um, uh, that Pat McAfee deal is kind of like ESPN gonna take over like all his production costs, pay his talent, and they gonna let him do I guess a uh, college college football version of like the Manning cast. Shit for like the eighty five million. 
I see why he left FanDuel and ran and went to ESPN. Yeah, dude, because the production was, was was the thing that was killing him. Like, having to produce it and um, because FanDuel was just airing it. You know what I'm saying? They was just a conduit, but they wasn't, um, you know, taking none of the production on. That was all Pat McAfee and his people. I see. Yeah, dog. Um, Blanche Archer says he had torn biceps. That's why he wasn't really um, wrestling um, for 2023. Yeah, yeah. He wrestled in uh, New Japan. I did see that. Yeah, but he was just saying that's why he was out. Mm-hmm. Well, glad that he's back. Brother yeah. Hawk. Um, so Andrade was you remember that a couple of weeks ago when they had the segments where the um where um Miro and Thunder Rosa went to Tony Khan's office. Mm-hmm. Um he was supposed to be part of that too, but he um turned it down. Really? Yes. So I guess he's just trying to get out of out of the contract all all together. I don't know what he's trying to do. I can't really. It's not really. They're not really saying what he's doing, but he's just. Um, you know, he's he didn't you know go for the creative and whatnot. So. Hmm. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. So they're also talking about um, speaking of AEW. They're talking about. Um, about with CM Punk's return, will some of the AEW talent walk out? I highly doubt that will happen. Mm, yeah, I don't think they'll even do that. But I mean, it's people who are upset that um, he's coming back. And, you know, I meant to say this late and announce it is a gag order in place where they can't speak about brawl out. Oh, I'm, yeah, I'm pretty sure of that. He's <laughs> like, yeah, we can't talk about. What happened there? Even though that's what everybody wants to know about. Right. Um, let's see. I like Braun Strowman. He had successful surgery. He was released from the hospital. He's definitely, I say he's definitely going to be out for a while. He um, had a, um, a Kind of um, neck fusion surgery. Mm-hmm. Damn. We was joking, but Dawkins really did do that man in. Take that man out. You know who, who, you know who also who has going not to, to jump to another um, you know who has an interesting has interesting takes on the whole bloodline story? I don't they be talking about it on Twitter. Not really interesting, but they be having, they be saying little stuff here and there on Rikishi. Oh, okay. Like he's been reacting to a lot of the stuff that's been going on and everything. So, you know. Yeah, I wonder what he thought about the other night. Yeah. Paul Heyman definitely, you know, been running with them for some years. Yeah, man, he been running with him for basically his whole adult wrestling life in some point in some form or fashion. Yeah, 
is. That's really what's always happening because nothing really is like really newsworthy, you know. Yeah. Um it's kind of that little lully part of the year the summer is not quite here where all the big stuff is going to happen in July and stuff we're just trying to get there right July and August yeah. I mean there's no there's no June pay-per-view so it's going to be a long stretch between now and my birthday and July 1st wait wait it's on June pay-per-view no oh shit we're going from now to money in the bank Damn. Yeah, something in June. Um, so, um, so that's gonna be you know it's just that stretch now where they're gonna have to really do some storytelling to get from here to Money in the Bank, and then you know from Money in the Bank to SummerSlam, that's a really short, um, short turnaround. Right. Um. Yeah, so, um, oh gosh, Os- Willie Ospreay and Seth Rollins going back at it again on. Again? Now, that, those two mugs, they really, they, they actually might need to, like, do the, um, what's that, the, the slap thing to each other? That's what they need to do. Because this is beyond just a wrestling match. I don't think. They was asking, they was asking who they were, um, they said who's this, who's Osprey's, um, dream forbidden door opponent. And he said he'd like to have a match with, um, Seth Rollins. And then he said the old two arena is 20 minutes from my house. <laughs> and then he's. They said he's. Um, Rollins responded back with bruv You know, I mean, it ain't gonna happen because Osprey's. I don't know. That would be dope to have like a, a a dream match. Like just have a dream match and just do it like that over there and be like, you know, let's give the fans what they want. Give them something to talk about. Mm-hmm. You know. I mean, what, like, what, take risks, you know, take risks, um, WWE, you know? They probably would if it wasn't for Vince. Right. More willing, I mean, because, I mean, look at the people that Triple H brought into, with the help of William Regal, bought into NXT. I mean, they was going high, low, everywhere. You know what I'm saying? If you was talented, and on the independents and available and free, you got a chance at NXT. I mean, they brought in Kota Ibushi and Zack Sabre Jr. for God's sakes. Hey, you put them in for the um, CWC. Yeah. But, I mean, they still got them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, you know, like in, I don't know, 15, 20 years when they need somebody to put in the WWE Hall of Fame, they could be like, oh yeah, is that Sabre Jr.? He was here for two weeks, three weeks. Put him in the Hall of Fame. But when they um yeah, that's oh, um main event. Okay, that's what you got. Candice LeRae versus Zia Lee and Apollo Crews versus Akira Tozawa. Candice LeRae versus Zia Lee. 
always good to see Zali. So yes, we'll do that. And then uh, the 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 street champ of main event, Akira Tozawa and Apollo Cruz, they friends. Why are they fighting? But okay, that's probably pretty good because they know yeah. they're pretty good. Um. Yeah, other little tidbits. Um, Carlito, they say he's in Orlando, so I don't know. I think he was at the um, performance center, might have been like guest coaching. But I think he's trying to do some more. He was trying to do some more work post backlash. Of course, if he can get, yeah. you know, he he like he hurt them people, right? But he got to realize though that was a special location, so right. Um, Ricochet. Can I get Ric Flair back to work with Carlito? Yeah, right. <laughs> um, so Ricochet, they basically give him a singles push since Braun Strowman is injured. I mean, what else are they gonna do with him? Hopefully, though, it work out because you know he's been. I always thought he was gonna be much bigger in WWE than he was, and it started out so good. So, um, it'd be interesting. It'd be interesting um, to see how this run for Ricochet play out because he get the money. He's in the Money in the Bank um, tournament mm-hmm. you know, in a match. So, you know they gonna have things, you know, crazy setups for them. You know, all types of spots and everything. Oh yeah, you can best believe that. Oh, here's something I found interesting. So, so with w, you know, WWE, sometimes WWE and AEW will run the same arenas. Mm-hmm. So now WWE is putting clauses in their arena agreements where AEW would not be able to hold a show at the same buildings for several weeks before or after the WWE-based event. <laughs> additionally, Tony Khan's company will not be allowed to announce a venue or sell tickets until the WWE has held its show at the same location. And basically, it was because of what happened with NXT Battleground going against um, Double or Nothing, the Memorial Day weekend. Mm-hmm. Well, you know. Yeah, the king of counter programming. Huh? I said, you know that the king's of counter programming. Right. But that's a pretty fucking vicious ass clause. Like, you can't even advertise your shit till we done came and gone. Mm-hmm. You gotta give it to them. They be looking for all they got doggone advantages. Well, that is all I have for the evening, sir. All right. Well, at this point in time, I'm going to let you tell everybody your shout-outs and thank yous. Shout-out to you, Dawn, for another episode in the game. Shout-out to Simi and Jade out there. Jade out there traveling the globe. Um, Shout-out to Terry's boy and Anwar. Um, shout out to our Spaces crew. It was good to catch up with Black Marvel and Black Holland. Um, 
Friday in the spaces. Um, put up with them, talk to them. Okay. You know, it was good to talk, talking with them and everything. Um, shout out to Khaled Wren. Um, shout out to um, Julia Julep, Mademoiselle, Miss V, um, Miss Ashley, Miss Ash, Queen mm-hmm. um, Mindy. Um, you know, great talking to them as well. Um, anybody else? Uh, roll up Sonny Jerome with his two accounts. Um, Greg, Classic, Mel, because Mel gets shout outs. Didi Jonay, the landlady. Um, that's about it. Yeah. Also, uh, shout out to um, lower, the lower seats having to help him run in these, um, in these playoffs. Man, don't even get me started. Freaking Barakov can't stop shit now. Couldn't, wouldn't give up nothing when the Hurricanes played them. (laughs) This is ridiculous. But uh, thank you, Mr. Mo to the underscore Reese for joining me here once again on the Rawcast. Shout out to, like we said, Sam and uh, Mama Sam. So. Yes. Hope she's feeling well and recovering. Uh, shout out to Miss J to the Mac. Shout out to Miss Simmy. Check out me and Miss Simmy on the NXT cast each and every week here on the free feed. And you can also check us out over on the Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash CSPN Media on the Dark Match, where we talk about AEW Dynamite each and every week. You can also hear me and Mo to the underscore Reese and Sam Colonga. Over in the dark match as well. Just become a patron. Pay the five. And you'll get the extra content that we provide here on the CSPN. Uh, go to CSPN.us. And that's where you can find all of our podcasting on the web. The WrestleCast, Comic Book Chronicles, Know the Score. Uh, you can also listen to us through iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio. All you have to do is just subscribe to the logo with the new day holding the WrestleCast sign. Hit subscribe and all of our programming will come into your podcast queues each and every week. Shout out to all the gorgeous ladies of the WrestleCast. Uh, shout out to, like you said, Terry's Boy and Anwar Starwin and uh, Black Marvel and Kyle Wren and uh, Black Howling and uh, everybody that is down with us here at the CSPN. Shout out to the guys over the Comic Book Chronicles, always putting in that work. Uh, they got a review out of the new Spider-Man movie, so if you're into the comics and the comic movies, definitely check out the Comic Book Chronicles here on the CSPN. So for my co-host, Mr. Mo to the underscore Reese, I'm your host, Don DeLorente, and this has been the Rawcast. Please stay tuned for the parting promo. <laughs>